0: KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba. Presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now 210-599- 5555 Now, Martin Bamba
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show on AM five fifty, KTSA and FM one oh seven one. Glorious Saturday to you. Uh so happy to be a, a part of your Saturday morning. My name is Martin Bomba. That's my buddy Jim Smith right over there.
2: And we are here to help. Good morning, brother. How you doing? i'm doing wonderful man how about yourself
1: i am i am out i'm outstanding i am uh just having a, a beautiful day today it's a it's a gorgeous day and happy to be uh um, among uh among those up and and upright and having uh having a good day today and uh, and i hope you are too man i'm um just uh feeling feeling positive about uh just about everything today it's feeling good feeling good and and ready to help <laughs> some folks out on the radio
2: Yes, sir. We're going to help them with anything from the roof to the foundation and everything in between.
1: And uh, phone lines are open. 210 599 210 599 is the number to get in on the uh, Home Improvement Conversation this week. Uh, I want to thank everybody who stopped by and said hello at the uh, San Antonio Home and Garden Show last weekend. Uh, it was, by all accounts, a, a, a big uh success and and met a lot of great people and uh jim g i'm sure you met some listeners while you were out there you know
2: oh yeah absolutely we had several come by and say hi and uh, uh scheduled scheduled a few appointments and it was a good show it was a good show and well that's
1: awesome man of
2: course i spent a whole lot more money than i could have than i could have ever made but hey it, it's worth
1: it <laughs> well yeah yeah you got a nifty uh nifty little uh, thing out there for you and genie didn't you
2: yeah, got one got a got us a massage chair. And this is one of those chairs that wraps around <laughs> you. Awesome. And, oh my goodness, man. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread.
1: Well, those those uh, those things are cool, Debbie. I told you, Debbie and I have, have looked at those for years and years, and we absolutely love those things. Uh, they are so <laughs> so comfy. Uh, I've never used one for an extended period of time, though. But you got to tell me at some point how how that works out and how you like it, and if it was a worthwhile and good investment for you.
2: Well, in a week, I'm walking about an inch taller.
1: Oh, uh, nice! Not
2: walking, not walking like kind of bent anymore. Um, I've been having the best night's sleep I've had in years. Wow, well,
1: you that's know, that's a that's a glowing endorsement thing. then.
2: Oh yeah, sitting in this thing doing one of the hard massages, and then do what's called a relax mode on it. Where once you have that hard massage, then it just kind of just sits there and rolls you back and forth and relaxes all the muscles. Heck, you fall asleep in it. The only thing that Dang. wakes you up is when it's finished. It returns to an upright position, and that's designed to wake you up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. That is pretty cool. Well, I'm I'm glad you guys are enjoying it and uh and, and, and I'll I'll tell you what, I, I wish I could have been there for that. Sorry I missed it, but I know it was a good show for everybody. Uh lot, lots of people helped out on that and uh, appreciate our team. Our staff at, at Window World is absolutely second to none. Uh, we have the best design consultants in the industry. Uh and, and our, our team led by Rob McCann, our sales manager, is just really and truly second to none. I'm I'm so proud of all you guys. You do such a good job uh each and every time we do one of these shows and, and, and every day. So we appreciate that. Uh, oh, I wanna mention we give it that, our best. Uh, well, you do, you do, man. You do, you knock it out of the park and all then, the time. And then, gotta, and then, got to, and then got
2: to tell, got to say, Danny. I think Danny's backside is finally, finally warming up a little bit.
1: Uh, 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 Danny? I'll,
2: I'll, yeah, I'll explain that one to you later. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Danny okay. knows what I'm talking about. If he's listening, he knows what I'm talking about.
1: If <laughs> <laughs> He's listening. He understands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh man. Well, uh we we do Excuse have a good a good show for you today everybody and and uh, and, and by a good show I mean it's it's really kind of up to you as well because this show is about you, your calls, your home improvement questions and it's something that we always enjoy doing. Uh, uh you know and 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 more and more I'm getting folks off the air that are asking questions about home improvement uh, this and home improvement that. I know that we had an email from a listener earlier this week and that was that was kind of a an interesting one uh jim had had emailed me uh, a customer request for some help on on some issues that they were having with a uh, with a manufacturer why why don't you tell everybody a little bit about that
2: well the he's got some issues with his manufactured home. he had to wait a long time to have it delivered because you know that industry has delays just like every other industry, and now he's having some issues with getting them out to uh, to correct some issues that were wrong with the home whenever he purchased it and I'm working uh, with a home inspector trying to get someone down there to take a look at it for him and but the main thing that I see is whenever you purchase a manufactured home like that they use contractors the manufacturer uses contractors to come out and do the repairs and the, and the, the final touch-ups and punch lists Right. And they give these contractors specific items to address. When the contractor arrives, he does not have the ability to address other issues because he's only being paid for exactly what they told him to go do. So it's right. not necess- it doesn't necessarily fall back on the service man or the contractor that came out to work on your home, because he is uh, the the these these manufacturers are holding his feet to the fire and telling him that if he does anything extra, it's on him.
1: Okay, okay, and, and that and that's true. If if somebody does come out and and uh, and and does that type of thing, and there are extras, am I wrong about that? It's it's am I am I misunderstanding the situation here?
2: Yeah, no. It's if there are extras when they come out, you would th- you would hope that the service person that was out there would turn those back into the manufacturer, saying that the homeowner came up with these items while I was there.
1: Right. If there, were, the- if, if there were additional punch list items, absolutely. But here's, and, and, and again, not knowing the full situation and only getting one side of it here, let me just play devil's advocate because I, I know that we have, have been in this situation. Um, you, you, you get a punch list from a customer, you go out, you complete the punch list, and once the punch list is completed, all of a sudden other things start popping up. Right. Does that sound familiar? Yes. Yes. Uh, and 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 it and and that has happened, and that's why a punch list is created, and it's why the punch list is created by the homeowner. And I'm talking about a, a brand new built home. Uh, any any type of of remodeling, if there's a punch list to be done at the end of a, a particular remodeling project, the homeowner is the one who goes through and says, "Okay, this needs to be touched up, this needs to be fixed, this needs to be corrected," and they create this list and once they've done that it gives the contractor the general contractor a finite amount of work that he knows he's going to have to do to complete this job make the customer happy and you know and collect payment and move on um if if you don't do that then and I'm not saying this happens often and and it's not a a, a normal occurrence but it it has been known to happen that a customer uh will find uh, another problem and another problem and another problem and another problem in order to not have to pay the balance now that that does happen Um unfortunately but that is why punch lists are created now here's the thing it, it, what he is talking about or what he explained in his email if i understood it correctly are things that a, a normal consumer would not have been able to know in a punch list situation right and 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 that is where the problem for me lies
2: Right, right, and you know some of this stuff has come up um, as he's had has, as he's had the home and lived in the home. He's noticed some of these things, and the, the 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 whole issue it seems like is unresponsiveness from the manufacturer. It's not that they're not they're just not responding to him in a timely manner. Is what is what the the whole thing seems like is they're just not getting back with him. Um, I didn't noticed anything in there now there he said there's been a few times that there have been people that have come out that have told him well that's not an issue and he believes it is an issue at that point i think the manufacturer needs to send an actual manufacturer's rep out there to
1: discuss this with the homeowner uh, yes and and that is what i don't understand is why they won't do that and, and he made it sound like right. they won't do that and, and i don't exactly. understand that that I would exactly. not even discussing the issue with the with the customer. Why would you not even discuss the issue with the customer? Even if you uh, don't feel it's an issue, well then go out and explain why it's not an issue, and, right. and explain why this is happening. But don't just don't just ghost the customer or refuse to go out and and uh, and speak with the customer. I don't that part I don't understand. So uh, we're doing what we can to get him helped out. Uh, we, we I think that we pointed him in the right direction for a couple of different options that might be able to help him out. At least I hope so. And uh, um, so, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully, we've a- at least helped him get in the right direction to find some help on that situation. Uh, let's get right to those phone lines. Curtis, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yes, thank you.
3: Yeah, I'm the yes, sir. Uh, man who sent you the uh, email on the mobile home.
1: Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir.
3: Well, again, my want is someone who will investigate to tell me, are my concerns uh, valid? I mean, I've got my, you know, temperature differences. I've got the faint ability for air to be blown to, you know, one end of my mobile home. And I'm told, you know, for example, with the uh, air conditioning system, that that faint blowing of air at the end of the run is just what I have to expect. But that makes me question, is that energy... Uh, industry standard that would not manufacture a home it, that would push air the whole. It is
2: it is a, an inherent problem in manufactured homes. Um, always has been. Now, uh, big question is: Are your ducts overhead or are they in the floor? They're overhead. Okay, an inherent problem in manufactured homes, especially in double wides, is getting the air on the opposite side of the half of the home that the air handler is in all the way to the other end of the home that has always been an inherent problem that is typically done through air balancing which means that you would need to change out your ceiling registers to a register that had a balancing damper in it not just open and closed but an actual balancing damper and then the the vents that are closest to the unit that push the air that the air comes out at hurricane-force winds, you would restrict those a little bit to try to push more air to the other end of the home. And unfortunately, air conditioning has always been the Achilles heel of manufactured homes. Getting the air from one end of the home to the other has always been a battle for the manufacturers. Okay.
3: Well, then, again, i that's news that I have to get new...
2: Uh, registers overhead to have dampers on them, not just open and close okay i'm not i 'm not saying that that's the that that's the, that that is the fix for the situation you're having i 'm not saying you don't have a problem with perhaps a wrong blower speed or something with your air conditioning, but all of that's going to come out whenever we can get someone out there to inspect your home, which um i've contacted a few folks and i 'm trying to get you lined up with a home inspector or an energy auditor as we speak.
3: No good, good. Thank you. That's exactly what I'd like. Because as I said, during the snowstorm, I had a spot on my roof where there was absolutely no snow. I mean, there was it was over one the master bedroom bathroom into the home where I have the air conditioning problem in the first place.
2: But I mean, it's, right, and that leads no me snow snow to began. believe. That leads me to believe. Now you said that they added a vent to your master bedroom. One of the they calls. did
3: that they did that back in january
2: well that leads I mean, me to believe did. that leads me to believe that they possibly didn't get something attached very well in the ceiling so that that air that should be going into those rooms it's is going into, into the cavity in the ceiling and well, at that point that's why your snow did not accumulate on the on the shingles on top because your your heat your warm air was blowing on the bottom side of the of the roof Instead well, of into the I, home,
3: that's what I suspected too. But when the second man came and uh, did some other work, you know, for example, the front door was been a problem. But when he came the second time, he didn't have the authorization to go investigate right. up into the attic to see where the air was missing. Yes, sir. And I was, you know, I had pointed that out from the beginning, and I'd said, you know, that's the problem, but they, he didn't have that on his work order, so it wasn't done.
1: Well, uh, and and I'm I'm curious as to why. Um, I, I'm, I'm really uh, curious as to why they couldn't have called their supervisor and said, "Listen, this could be an issue. Can I take a look at this while I'm here?" Did he even attempt to do that?
2: No. Martin, I can can tell you on that one, from working in the mechanical industry and doing air conditioning work on manufactured homes for the manufacturers, it's about a three-day approval process to get work approved. It's not something that you can do over a phone call. It is not something that you can do with just a phone call. I have to back up the technician in that one. And I also have to back him up in the fact that if he had addressed that problem, it would have been on his own dime. Because the company, even if he identified a problem, even if he said, look, guys, this is what was wrong. I fixed it while I was there. They would have told him you were only authorized to do this, and they would not have paid him for his time or materials.
3: And I understand that. I I fully, but that's why I'm looking for ammunition that I can send back to the manufacturer and say, look, here's what an expert has told me. Yes, sir. This is what his findings are. So... You know, I have something, you know, to send back to the manufacturer, other than just me being a complaining customer.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, and 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 unfortunately, unfortunately I, I don't believe that that was handled properly on the on the part of the manufacturer. I think that they should have offered to send somebody out after the fact when the when the contractor got back and turned in his report or what have you. They should have contacted you, contacted you and had somebody else come back out and inspect that just to alleviate your concerns. That's what should have happened, especially on one that's as new as that. How how old is your home?
2: He moved into it yeah, in I mean, in October.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, your home is 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 less than a half. It's about a half a year old, and I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. that's to me, that's that's something that they should want to come out and and inspect and and uh, and address, even if it's not a problem. Show me why it's not a problem. That would be nice.
3: Yeah. 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 Yes. Exactly.
2: And I and now, I agree. Couldn't agree with. And I couldn't agree with both of you more on that. But also from an operational standpoint, with everything that is going on in the industry right now, I can see it taking them some time to even address the issues. Um, now they should be yeah. staying in communication with you. That's where it sounds like they're failing, is not oh, staying yes. in communication with you.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I feel that too. Now let me throw something else at you that I put in the email about this arc on the mirror in
2: my master bedroom. That's absolutely normal. That's absolutely normal. What that is is that when they glued the mirror to the wall, what you're seeing, okay. that arch that you're seeing is an arch of glue that's behind the mirror. It's oh. like that's where the glue line was. So because it adds a little bit of insulating factor to the mirror, you're not going to get steam in that location because the mirror is a little better insulated right where the glue is.
3: Okay, well that's information I never got and yes, never explained to me. And now I understand it and I'm fine.
1: Yes sir. Yeah, that that's wasn't that <laughs> yeah. wasn't that yeah. easy. Wasn't that easy? All right. Well, hey, listen Curtis, I hope it all gets resolved for you whatever whatever uh that takes and and we're sorry it's 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 taken a little more than it should, but uh and we're glad that we can point you in the back, right direction.
2: Just as soon as I hear back from my uh my Uh, Home inspectors uh, and energy auditor, I will forward their information to you. Great.
3: Fantastic. That's exactly what I'm wanting. Thank you very much. Curtis,
1: have a great weekend, brother. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, Appreciate it. Appreciate you making us a part of your Saturday morning routine. What a great Saturday it is every Saturday on KTSA. From Bob Webster to, I humbly say, our show to uh, Louis Sirianni and the KTSA Automotive Show all the way down the line to Mike and Holly Hermes and the What's It Worth Show talking real estate in the afternoon. Uh, It's a great place to hang out, learn a lot, and uh, and just uh, spend some great time chatting about some good stuff. Uh, We appreciate you. what yep, do you go mean, ahead.
2: humbly, man? What do you mean, humbly? No, man, we the greatest show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, one of us is humble. One of us is humble. <laughs> one, of us, one of us is the hype man. Apparently, uh, <laughs> appreciate you, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, get yourself a phone line two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's go to Robert. Robert, good morning. Welcome to the KTSa Home Improvement Show.
4: Good morning. This is the mobile home improvement show. I have now, a apparently today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I've got a fairly new, a couple years old now, sitting on the lot for a while, and then I bought it, had it almost a year. Um, when it's real dark inside the, the mobile home and going down the hallway and the sun is, is beating on the wall full force, um, you know, on the side of the trailer where the front door's at, uh, against the, the door jam that leads to one of the bedrooms, when you're going down the hallway, leads into the last bedroom, I can see sunlight. Coming through, like the solid part of the wall it, into the door jam between the where the door jam. That's that's yeah. not
5: good.
1: That's no, not, not good. No, <laughs> that's not no. good. That's not normal. It's not right. It's not good. No, 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 no.
4: Well, what does does that tell me that they're the the? I'm assuming they
2: use OSB or something along the wall. You know, the, after they frame what kind it of put... what what kind of exterior cladding does it have? It's got the, um, what is that called, the plastic siding. The plastic vinyl, siding. Vinyl, vinyl, siding. siding. vinyl siding. Vinyl I siding. I can pretty much assure you there is no OSB decking under there. They put down an insul board.
1: Straight to the studs. And they
2: run the, and they run the vinyl straight to the studs. Um, yeah. Is the home still under the manufacturer's warranty?
4: It should be, yes. Okay, contact the manufacturer
2: and let them know, because they, the problem is going to need to be addressed and sealed. Or it could right. definitely cause some definite floor joist and floor panel uh, deterioration.
4: But now I'm concerned about the entire trailer. Not since I can't. Since there's now you're saying there's no OSB board. I thought they had just like
2: missed a spot. You know, had a big old gap. But typically, um, typically on a manufactured home, they don't put OSB when they're running with the vinyl siding. Um, they put up, like I said, an insulation board. And then yep. they put the siding on, and they, they, they nail the siding right to the studs. There's no backer behind it. We find that when we go out on mobile homes with vinyl siding that have had hail damage or for some other reason are looking for new siding, we have to pull all of that old siding off, put up OSB, and then go back with the vinyl to make sure that it's applied correctly
1: that this what jimmy's saying is a a normal st- uh industry standard in many manufactured home yes. uh, applications yes. it's it's not unusual um it it's it's part of the the industry on many manufactured homes now there are manufactured homes that do use 2x6 studs they they deck everything they use higher quality cladding uh even if uh, vinyl siding can be very high quality or it can be very low quality and everything in between so the the bottom line is there are different price points and different qualities of manufacturing in the manufactured home business and they know that that's what their consumers want and uh so it's very possible in fact likely that you don't have OSB underneath there
4: Wow. I didn't really think so, because when you look at the where the lock goes in for the front door, the deadbolt, all I see is mm-hmm. styrofoam, like the same styrofoam that's in a styrofoam cup.
2: For a styrofoam then you can cup. pretty much guarantee that there's no OSB, because you'd be able to see uh-huh. the OSB sheeting behind the siding at that point.
1: Right.
4: Then if, would I be wrong in asking them to... to get, take the siding off completely and correct the problem all around or no
2: nope.
1: I- but that's but that's not a problem it's what it's what you bought if you didn't if they didn't tell you specifically that it was a decked home and it wasn't in the specifications uh it's not it's not an issue uh as much as it i mean it, to me it's an issue i wouldn't have a home that wasn't decked but uh but that's not unusual in manufactured home construction so the sa- it, they're really the not part- there's nothing to correct other than the
2: sad part is, is that the federal government inspects the manufacturing of manufactured homes. It is the only home uh, that is built today that actually is held to federal standards. Uh, if you get a site built home, it's held to whatever standards are for the county or city that you're in. A manufactured home is held to federal standards. And unfortunately, the federal standards say that as long as they give you a vapor barrier and a cladding, a waterproof cladding on the exterior of the home, it qualifies for the federal standard. Now, seeing daylight through it, your, uh, your, water, your, your vapor barrier and your water barrier have been breached. There's right. something that, co- that has caused that breach. So they need to address that, but they're not going to come out and pull the siding off and put decking on because the <laughs> yeah, home on has the to house. inspect. Put decking
4: on. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't saying for them to put decking on, but to make sure it's not breached anywhere else that I can't see because the sun isn't beating on that side of the wall.
1: Well, exactly. and, but, but that's well. But the thing is, and 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 I'm I'm just playing the other side of the coin here. That's like saying I want you to inspect for every possible problem that the, there could possibly be, even if there's not a problem. And that's that's not a fair ask. That's not that's not a, a, a right. fair right. ask. So, um, but yes, they do need to correct what you are seeing because you should not be seeing daylight through your wall.
2: <laughs> no, I no, shouldn't. no. <laughs>
4: yeah, it's been two weeks since I've let them know this, and they still haven't sent somebody out
1: uh well stay on top of them uh i know yeah. that people are crazy behind right now in, in just yep. about every manufacturing home industry trade so so bear with them uh don't let them forget about you but uh but but be a little patient
5: yes
4: sir hey, all right
1: thank you robert we appreciate you calling this morning let's uh let's see if we can get one more in here before break ron good morning welcome to the ktsa home improvement show
0: Yes, sir. Good morning, Martin. How you doing? Good.
1: Fantastic, Ron. How can we help you this morning?
0: And good morning to Jim, too. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Yeah, you remember me. I'm one of your a, a full window and patio door replacement customers. I'm really happy about it. Uh, I had a question um, that I'm going to get to real quick here, but i, I got to tell you, I've got in minor trouble because of Window World. Uh, <laughs> my homeowners association, <laughs> it, it's all good. They, uh, you know, the sign you leave up in the front yard, they said, for the duration of the work, they said, yeah, we accept that, but I kept your little advertisement um, sign up for, uh, I think, about a month, and they finally caught it, sent me a notice, and they said, no, it's time for the sign to come down, because they, <laughs> they, said, <laughs> they said, during the duration of the work, they said, we kind of look the other way, we accept that, but uh, they said, we noticed your sign has been up for uh, one, two, three, almost four weeks now, Mr. Kroll, and, uh, and I, I, don't know, I told them, well, I said I'm so happy with the window world that I decided to, to help them not Do a little lecture for them, and they said, "Well, we understand that. We heard some good things about them, but it's advertising, and no matter who it is, it's got to come down." I said, "Okay." That, um,
2: well, I'll come over guys, and put. I'll come over and paint our big W logo right in the middle of your garage door. How's that?
1: <laughs> I don't I think that would pass either. Well, what can we? Uh, what can we help you with this morning, Ron?
2: I'm
0: just curious. Uh, you gentlemen are. are in a, in, a, in a lot of areas in relation to homes. I've got an alternative pest control question. What do you think about these alternatives? So what I'm calling them, alternative pest control, you know, the electronic measures that you take, the plug-in type, um, the short of giving out the name. I've heard good and bad, but it seems like I, I hear more negative about it and go with conventional, you know. I'm sure you know what I, I'm talking about.
2: I do, and I have to say I live in the country and I'm not embarrassed to say that field mice out here are an issue. Oh, yeah. They do get into the home. And uh, we have the uh, sonic plug-in um, deterrents in our home. And I haven't seen a mouse in the home since we plugged them in. Oh, wow. So I'm an okay. advocate for them. I, I will advocate that that, that 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 thing. I really will.
0: Okay. Well, well if you say it, I, I'm...
2: Absolutely believe it, then, Jim. It's, um... So, and we've got um, three dogs that are that are constant living in the house. One of the negatives that I've heard about those things is that they affect your pets. We oh, have three dogs that are constant living in the home, and it's never okay. seemed to affect them at all.
0: Huh. Is, is it like an ultra
2: I'm I'm It's a, sure. it's an ultra high <laughs> frequency. It's an ultra high frequency that the, frequency. the pests, the rodents. Let's be honest, they're rodents. Uh-huh. That the rodents can detect. It's an ultra high frequency, and it, it they they avoid it. In pests as well, the small pest insects. No, no, I haven't seen anything that's got, the only thing that's going to help keep your pests out. There are alternatives to the insects, but uh, I haven't seen anything that's going to electronically keep insects out. I've seen some stuff that they advertise, but I don't oh. know how that would work.
0: Okay, because one of them's. Builds itself as an insect type of repellent, which is the alternative counter electronic measures. So I can see you say it's, it's pretty effective on actual roads. I,
1: I don't know how I don't know how any kind of a um, I don't know how any kind of a light or electronic device could be an insect repellent. Um, that I don't understand. I understand. Uh, the electronic things that you plug in. In fact, I have some that attract mosquitoes and then zap them and kill them. But as far as something right. that, repel, that repels them, I don't know of anything that's that's actually legitimate that does that.
2: Let me Let me give you a piece of useless trivia. The reason that ants typically will flock to electrical contacts mm-hmm. is because the ants communicate at the same frequency that electricity flows at. So every time that those contacts open and close, it's like a mating call to the ants. That's the reason you get ants in your well contactors, and your air conditioning contactors, and so on and so forth. I don't see how you could create an electronic uh, frequency that would repel the rodent, or would repel insects, rather than attracting them.
0: I see. Okay. Well,
2: that's, that's Now, I could be wrong. Questions. I could be wrong. I would have to see some research data on the particular product that you're, that you're talking about. I'd have to see some research data on it to see how they tested it and what their testing results were.
0: Okay. Well, maybe you can look into it. I can look into it. Maybe we can exchange some information in the near future. I'll be in touch. Well,
1: there, there we go, Ron. Hey, listen, thanks for calling this morning. appreciate you, bud, and uh, have a great Saturday. My name is Martin Bamba. That's Jim Smith right over there.
2: And we are here to help.
1: And let's get right at it. Let's get to helping Sam Good morning. welcome to the k t s a home improvement show.
3: Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call
1: absolutely
3: uh, that uh
0: that call that you just had with that gentleman having that hairline crack, if you will on the concrete foundation uh and you said that uh, don't worry about it. can you actually uh they sell that epoxy top of paint you know for the garages can you can you throw that over the concrete to, just to kind of help and fill it out and at the same time uh, give it a better-looking uh, uh, surface, I guess, if you will? Is, is, what? Would that be... Uh
1: well of course you absolutely. can Sam. Yeah, there's no reason you can't do that uh, if that's something that, you know, that you're so inclined to do. The thing that I would say is that remember this that once you paint something on the exterior of your house whether it be the foundation or something else, you will have to repaint it again. So if you don't mind having occasionally over, you know, the course of 4 or 5 years having to repaint it again or so, then then absolutely you can do that. Um typically the the hairlines that you see in the and, and i 'm putting in air quotes foundation is not in the foundation at all it 's actually the skim coat that they put on over the the foundation to float out all of the areas where the boards that held the form the form boards that were in place uh, where there were some laps and gaps in that whenever they pull the form boards off they do it to give it a pretty decorative finish, mm-hmm. which is the main and only reason for the skim coat. So when you see those hairlines, that's typically what you're seeing is just a hairline in the skim coat itself. It doesn't actually go through to the foundation. And that's why we say it's not an issue. But cosmetically, if it's an issue to you and you want to, you know, spruce it up or, or paint it or what have you, you can certainly do that. Um, I you know unless it's just a really offensive large crack I would not do that but if but if it's something that you you definitely uh, have a problem with looking at you can certainly do that you can certainly use an, uh, an elastomeric paint on that
0: okay and one last question here I want to put gutters uh on my uh home and is there a problem if I put uh catch uh catch cans if you will or 55 gallon drums to catch the water is that something like against the law to be catching water?
1: Oh, no, no, no. In fact, exactly the opposite of that. Uh, Water catchment systems are a fantastic idea. Uh, From a uh, conservation standpoint, if nothing else, it's fantastic to to use that water for your garden, for your plants, for your yard, whatever you want to use it for. Uh, There's absolutely no laws or regulations against water catchment. The only... the only exception to that would be in certain HOAs where they, they if you're going to use water catchment, it has to be something that's of a certain type and decora- decorative nature. You can't just be a barrel. But other than that, yeah, water catchment's great.
0: Okay, sounds good. I appreciate it. You all have a good, safe day.
1: Well, thank you, Sam. Thanks for being a part of the show and calling in this morning. We do appreciate it. Get yourself a phone line, too, at 210 599 55 210 five nine nine55 55 is the number to get in on the conversation this morning. Uh, during the the, the breaks and callers and and as always we're going to get to the callers as quickly as we possibly can but during the, the breaks there we're going to talk about nine air conditioner myths that you really need to stop believing. this morning on the show uh we get a lot of calls about air conditioning uh we get a lot of calls about uh uh, about different air conditioning issues on this show and and the more we get into summer if you've noticed jim uh the, the the more calls we get of those natures because people do not want to burn up in their homes so we're going to tackle a few of of these uh, of these myths that uh, that uh, is, you know exist around air conditioning and maintaining your air conditioning system. Which, by the way, do you still have a a coil comb, Jim? Yes, I do. Okay, I, I need to talk to you about that because I've got some coils I need to comb out at the house, and uh, was hoping maybe at some point you could help me out with that. Um, Absolutely. But uh, if, if if you have that up, man, let's talk a little bit about that uh, while we're waiting to get back to calls at 210-599-5555. I'm going to let you tackle the very first one.
2: Well, the very first one, um, it says well, – I don't know which one you're calling the first one because they're talking about uh, air conditioning causing you uh, – giving you a cold. But that's not really the what? first one. No. <laughs> yeah, it says, uh, no. no, your air conditioner is not going to give you a cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not no, if that's it's not. If that,
1: that's a myth that I've never heard, but that's a good one okay yes. uh, the very first one though is no, you don't need to clean your fins and coils uh, that oh, is yeah, a myth. a lot that is if a anybody myth. Tells you,
2: if anybody tells you you don't need to clean your coils they're they they've lost their rabid mind um the air conditioning coils the fins they need to be cleaned um the the fins are what dissipate the heat that is absorbed by the refrigerant or absorb the heat in the evaporator coil. That's what the fins uh, that's what they do. If they've got a layer of dust, dirt, or grime on them they can't do their job. Um, so cleaning those, combing out any flat spots or any damaged areas that may have been damaged by hail or strikes against the coil, this is definitely something that needs to be tackled. If you've never checked your coils that grime, that dirt, it's it's costing you a lot of money, folks. It's decreased the efficiency of the air conditioner. You could take a, a, a an 18 seer air conditioner and make it a 10 seer with a layer of dirt on the on the outdoor coils. So you oh, definitely yeah. need to keep those cleaned.
1: Absolutely. And uh, we're going to get to more of these myths that you kind of need to ignore and rethink uh, here in just a minute, but the phone lines are filling up and filling up fast, so let's get right back to that as we go to Sandra. Sandra, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show.
6: Good morning. I have an AC question for you. Sure. Um, My ducks are probably 17 years old, and um, I'm going to have to have some reducting done because the company who originally did it apparently has a reputation for doing wacky things. But the ducts I think need to be cleaned because I get so much dust in the house and we regularly change the filter. So one of the HVAC people that I've talked to about getting a bid on the reducting, I ask about cleaning and they don't do cleaning, but they said they don't recommend cleaning the ducts because when They are cleaned. The companies will typically damage the ducts.
1: They are correct,
2: one hundred percent correct.
1: Uh, The only the only time that we recommend cleaning ducts is if you have metal ducts, and that would be about it.
2: That's the only time. If it's a rigid fiber duct or if it is a uh, the mylar uh, flexible ducting, uh, that duct, it's very likely that that duct will be damaged in the cleaning process. Now, if you're changing your filters regularly and you're still getting dust in the home, one big question I've got to ask you. When you look at the grills, the air conditioning grills on the ceiling, is the dust coming out from those like in a fan, like sticking to the ceiling coming out from the from the grills? Yep. Okay. What The, the main issue that you're having is that your boot to rock connections are not sealed. The boot to rock connection is where the air conditioning boot meets the sheetrock. If that is not sealed, then what you're getting is what's called a venturi effect. As the air blows out at uh, velocity through the vent, it's sucking attic dust around the outer edges of the boot. It's sucking it in just like the, much like a carburetor works on a car. The quick fix for that is if you can do it, it's an easy fix. If not, most air conditioning companies will do it. You take the registers down and you take caulking, just uh, tub and tile caulk, uh, DAP tub and tile caulk, and you caulk that boot-to-rock connection, and then you put the the AC registers back up. That's going to solve, I'm going to say, 80 to 90% of your dust problem just doing that.
5: Why
6: wouldn't the AC people come out and say that?
2: Well, it may be that they're wanting to replace your duct system. And when they replace the (laughs) duct system, if if you do have other issues with the duct system that do require it to be replaced, when they replace it, they're going to take care of that at the same time. Many years ago, this was not an industry standard. Because, to be honest with you, nobody in the industry even realized it was going on. It wasn't until all of the energy codes came out that required the industry to do all, all kinds of different testing on homes that this presented itself as an issue that had been ongoing for decades. So it's just been in recent years that the air conditioning industry has started to address this issue.
6: Well, given the, the poor job that the original... Contractor did who apparently is known for that big company um, I would assume that they did not meet those standards
2: you're probably correct um and so the um, choice
6: the choice is i need to, I need to, for them to see if it's metal so it could be clean if it's not metal, it cannot be clean um, your home
2: was built in two thousand seventeen
1: it's not metal
6: no no it, it, it's not it was built it, in two
2: thousand
1: 2000 is it a million
2: dollar home no then it's not metal
6: ducks
1: <laughs> it's not it's not metal ducks. that's more of a commercial thing or exceptionally high-end high high-end high yes. homes yes. um so yeah you're you're going to have normal flex ducks typically uh maybe yeah. plenum but uh but yeah, you don't want to clean those. And there may be other issues. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're like the psychiatrist diagnosing your mental condition over the phone. We, we, we only know what we've seen and what we've seen and what we've seen. We have not seen your house. So we don't know if there are other issues going on that require your ductwork to be replaced, uh, to, to do the job properly or not. So, uh, my suggestion would be to get a couple of opinions. You know, and and uh, find a company that you trust. If you haven't called Champion AC, of course, we always suggest you get a second opinion from them, and uh, and then go from there. Okay.
6: Well, it's it's kind of sad that it, that I really have uh, called several reputable people, um, and and they you know have not been that helpful. I guess you would say. But the interesting thing, as a side note, the reason we call them because during the snowbird we heard this whistling sound that we thought was the HVAC unit. And so we get three different people coming out with good reputations, and they're saying, well, you know, your unit probably needs to be replaced since it's that old, et cetera, et cetera. Well, um, I have an assistant who comes in and helps me, and she says, I think it's your commode. Guess what? It was the commode.
1: It was your commode. Oh
6: yeah, it's right, you know, right by the wall with the AC.
1: <laughs> yeah, three three different AC companies said they thought you needed to replace your system.
6: Probably because it was that old. Okay. Okay. Well, and
2: and there there therein lies the rub. A lot of uh, you know in the industry, the standard typically is if that system is over ten years old and needs more than five hundred to a thousand dollars worth of work it's time sure. to replace it and,
1: right. and that's our recommendation as well i mean that's that's Absolutely. not uh not something we disagree with now the <laughs> the noise may very well have been from something else but that doesn't negate the fact that your ac probably is in need of replacement after 21 years which it, uh, is that right 21 years
6: yes uh-huh
1: yeah. yes ma'am it's and it's also, probably yeah, it's probably time I didn't doubt you, that part. Yes, ma'am. I just thought it was, it was interesting <laughs> that is funny. That to, all of these,
6: <laughs> these uh, highly recommended people could not figure out it was a commode and not the AC. Well, they're, well, they're air conditioning do, people, not defense, plumbers.
2: In their defense, <laughs> did it is. make the noise? In their defense, Pardon? did it make the noise while they were there? Yes. Oh, wow. It oh, that's funny. It a, that's it funny.
1: Really kind of a lot of times. Hey, hey brother, listen, I, we got to get to a break. Sandra, thank okay, you so yes, much for you. calling. So, so appreciate the call this morning. I'm Martin Bomba. That's my buddy Jim Smith. And we are here to help. I got to change yeah. it up, you know. We are here. It just cha- you just say, change, you need to change the uh, emphasis on the other syllable. That's what you need to do. That's how, that's how you change it up right there. Uh, Mike, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Hope Improvement Show. Good morning. A
0: question about a tankless water heater. Yes, sir. Ten times a day that our our sink uh, gives us cold water, you have to run upstairs, uh, pull the plug, or recycle the power, and it works. But then sometime later on, it'll cut out again and give us cold water. And this happens, it's been happening a lot more lately. But before. It would be a couple of months where it would work fine, but now it happens all the time.
2: Well, as with any issue, when an issue begins to develop, it's only going to get worse, and that's why it's happening more and more often. There is definitely an issue with the system. Um, If you have to power it down, cycle it down, I'm going to say it's probably going to be an electrical issue or a control board issue. you have to keep in mind that that little heater is controlled by a computer. There's actually a small computer inside of it. Um, I would definitely get a reputable plumbing plumbing company out there, or the company that installed it, to service it, to figure, you know, to go through it and see what's wrong with it. Do those have a filter? Uh, they've got a screen. Yes, sir. There is a screen that is in it. Can I service that? Could that possibly be the problem? It's going to depend on where the screen and where the filter is at. Without knowing how the, particular, the particulars of your installation, I can't say that it's something you would want to try to tackle and service yourself.
0: Okay, last question. Uh, who do you know in, in town, I'm not in Garden Ridge, who can, who can service that unit?
1: In Garden no, Ridge, the closest of, is going to be Quarter Moon is going to be the closest to you. They're right out there in Bracken. Yes.
2: You yes. don't like them. And then you can, What's you that? don't like Quarter Moon? Okay. You guys like them.
1: Uh, I, I, I've never heard anything bad about them. They've, they've always done good stuff for our listeners, so I can't say anything other than good things about them. Uh, if, if you prefer to use somebody else, Arm India Plumbing is another company, but there are a lot of good plumbing companies in San Antonio.
0: Great. Yes. Okay, super. Okay.
1: All right, thanks for your time. Thank you. Appreciate you calling in this morning, Mike. Appreciate that. Uh, let's get to Karen. Karen, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show.
7: Hi. Um, Nice to talk to you guys this morning. Likewise. Um, (laughs) Thank you. I had my uh, foundation done in my home, which was built in the mid-70s. Had the foundation work done. Um, And not long after I did have that done, um, I walked into my garage, and it looks like the the, um, drywall is well, it's actually doing it. It's falling out. I mean, (laughs) it's the drywall is falling off of the ceiling in my garage, oh. and I can't quite, yeah, I can't quite figure out, um, would that have to do with maybe foundation? It maybe it's still moving or something, or is this something that might typically,
2: be... Typically, no. Because it's a Typically, home? no. The, sheet, the, okay. the, the drywall falling off of the ceiling in a garage is typically mm-hmm. due to humidity issues, not slab issues. Um, Uh, and what I mean by that is uh, I'm assuming your garage is unconditioned air correct okay the uh, high humidity levels that we have in South Texas they begin to get into the drywall and it begins to absorb moisture and it makes the nails pull through the drywall so therefore Uh, your drywall is going to fall off the ceiling Um, Uh, there are a couple of ways to fix that most cost-effective way to fix that would be to take the drywall down and put up um, some OSB plywood. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, you still get your cover up there, but it's not something that is going to be affected as much by humidity. Um, another way okay. to do it would be to actually uh, condition the okay. the air in the garage. But before you did that, you'd want to make sure on other insulating factors, walls, the backside of the garage door, and so on.
7: Okay, and, and like I said, since this house was built in seventy. 70- ish 70 mid 70s kind of thing the insulation that fell out with the drywall um looks like newspaper you know shredded up yes. newspaper
2: yes Is, yes
7: that's something that should be replaced
2: absolutely absolutely okay. it, it, th- that type of insulation will get laden with dust the dust will will weigh it down and you lose your insulating factor and if that's what's above okay. the garage that's probably what's in your entire attic
7: Okay, okay. So
2: definitely, you want to yeah, bring in an insulating company like to look at right. You definitely want to bring in an insulating company to look at removing all of that and putting in some new insulation.
7: Mm, great. Um, and another quick question is: if I didn't want the like the ceiling to be there anymore, and it's you know I have a, it's a pitched roof, you know, looks, um, you know, with the rafters and stuff, could I could I eliminate the ceiling and have it, you know, with uh, Oh, I don't even know how to explain it with no ceiling other than yeah. the rafters, right?
1: you, you yes, could absolutely. do that. Uh, I, I will, but I will say this: if you don't plan on doing some type of insulation in there, your garage is going to get awfully hot.
2: Yes.
7: Okay. Yeah. Well, but I mean, also, if you, 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 you do, do that, put something there.
2: If you do that at the mm-hmm. transition wall between the garage and the home, you would mm-hmm. want to put up what's called a knee wall, which will be a vertical wall which separates the home attic space. From now, the
1: open rafter space, oh, okay which there there may very well already be. I don't know. Yes.
7: Okay. And um, is is one a lot more expensive than doing the other? Would one be less expensive than the other?
2: Well, I mean, naturally, if you can if you can easily isolate, if they can easily isolate the uh, home attic space from the garage attic space, uh, the most cost effective is going to be to just remove the sheet rock and leave open rafter.
7: Mm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds cool.
2: Because I wanted to
7: get, um, you know, new doors, and I've got a couple of windows that need to be replaced after they did my foundation work, Um, not because of them, but, you know, as a result of the foundation needing to be done. I have a couple of cracked windows, and I wanted to, you know, get those replaced, but I didn't want to do it if I had something else going
2: on. how How long has it been since they replaced the or since they did the slab work?
7: Um, it has been probably six, eight months. Then it's
2: okay. definitely time. We can definitely just give us a call over at the office, um, 210-767-0995, and we can come okay. out and look at the windows and the doors that you're talking about. Okay. Well,
1: I appreciate it. Well, yes, Karen, ma'am. thank you so much. We appreciate you calling this morning. Let's go to Dennis. Dennis, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show.
3: Good morning. What's your guy's opinion on the uh, UV light for the air-conditioned systems to, to kill the mold or the germs or whatever?
2: Absolutely Jim, I'm going to awesome. let you tackle that one. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Um, ultraviolet technology has been used for decades in hospitals um, and medical um, in medical environments to help eliminate germs and to help eliminate airborne uh, Airborne micro uh, microbiologics, for lack of a better word. Um, UV light eradicates any single-celled orga- organism. Um, the one thing you need to make sure of on purchasing a UV filter system or a UV light system is that it is a cold cathode bulb. A hot cathode bulb produces UVC, which is your germicidal range. It produces that at high temperatures. But when the air conditioning system is running, and the air is blowing across that bulb, it cools the bulb and drops out of the UVC uh, range. So you want to make sure you use a cold cathode bulb that will create UVC at any given temperature.
3: Okay, well, uh, well, thank you. Have you heard of the Halo brand?
2: Halo is a wonderful, wonderful system. It works absolutely wonderfully.
1: Well, now, okay, now so to be to be clear, Halo is a little different than then the u v the Remy halo system is actually an ozone um, it, uh a hydrogen peroxide uh generating system
2: uh but the the Remy halo is also available with uh they an, are, right
1: t- that's right you can couple it with that that is correct
2: you can couple it with, with the with ultraviolet. With, the cold, with with the cold cold bulb then right yes sir it's absolutely a cold cathode and it is a wonderful wonderful system
1: great well, thanks a lot appreciate it. Yes. Sir. Thank you. We appreciate you calling, Dennis. Let's go to Rod. Rod. Good morning. Welcome to the KTSa Home Improvement Show.
3: Good morning. Two things on the garage, uh, and Jim would know this, but uh, it was my understanding your suggestion of that lady to air conditioner garage would require her to have a standalone unit in the garage. You can't connect the uh, house to the
2: garage because of uh, carbon monoxide concerns. Um, I would not connect the house to the garage because of those concerns. Um, exactly. Um, there are there are folks out there that do connect their garage to the home. The problem is if you put a return air vent in there, every time you start your car, you're putting exhaust gases into your home. That's, okay, that's second the issue.
3: Question. Second question. Replacing a sheetrock ceiling in a garage, I don't believe, meets fire code when you take and put a uh – uh, a, a wood-based material like OSB or plywood in there.
2: You don't have the fire blocking that's uh, normally required between the garage and the residence. That's why when I that's why I made the comment about having to build a knee wall between the garage and the residence in the attic. That knee wall. Yeah, we is, did. We it,
1: did address that. We that did. That knee
2: wall is what gives you your okay. your your fire. You, you are 100% right. If you just pulled it down, put plywood up, and left the entire attic system open. Now you violated fire code. You are 100% right, and I guess I should have been more clear on that. But that's the reason that I told her that she would need to build a knee wall and isolate the home attic from the garage attic.
1: Okey doke. All right. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, sir.
2: Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because, Martin, I didn't specifically address that.
1: Yeah, we didn't specifically address the fact that it wouldn't pass fire code. You're correct about that. Right uh thank you for that dennis uh let's get to rod rod good morning welcome to the ktsa home improvement show oh i'm sorry Rod was rod was our last caller let's uh let's get mike in here before we go to break mike good morning welcome to the show
3: hey good morning guys a uh, question for you i got an old farmhouse there probably about 80 or 90 years old uh over the last couple of years had a lot of problems with dust coming through the air conditioning uh last fall i had uh all new duct work put in, and uh, hasn't done a
2: darn thing to improve the situation. Hmm. Let's see if you got some ideas on what to, uh, to look for. Take—I'm uh, assuming all of your uh, your vents are in the ceiling. Yes. Take uh, one or two of your vents off. Uh, they're usually held up by two screws. Take uh-huh. one or two of the vents down and see if that little metal flange, the boot, the the, the duct boot is caulked to the sheetrock. Yeah, it's all caulked. I, I, I watched them while they put it in. I told them I wanted it all hmm. to give up. To then, the we, dust, the, dust then I'm going to say you've, you've got an issue of dust infiltration elsewhere. You can get dust infiltration into the home, not just through the AC vents. Um, when it does infiltrate into the home, uh, depending on the filter system that you're using, that in, that dust could be circulated by the air conditioning system.
3: Uh, yeah I do not I d I don't I've got pretty good filters in there and uh yeah, I would change those things every two weeks and uh, they're just covered with dust uh when I when I change
2: them. Then how old how how old, you have, ha, wait, you how how
1: cool. old are your for, here's a couple of questions. How old are your windows? That's that's a good that's uh, one question that I would have. Uh
4: plus. He's probably at least thirty or forty years old.
1: Oh you're getting a ton of dust through your windows, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, your your doors. Uh if your doors are not hundred percent properly sealed up, you're you're getting dust through them, and of course every time you walk in and out the doors, but thirty year old windows, I guarantee you you're 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 pulling dust in through your windows.
2: Okay. All right. Well, and please please but, also understand that the filter getting dirty that quickly that is because the air conditioning system is doing its job and it's turning the air in the house. Correct. It's just that the dust is infiltrating into the home from another source.
3: Okay. All right. gives me some things to look at, see if I can find a way to improve the situation
2: here a little bit. You know, the, uh, I'll give you a little hint. The best way to do that is going to be to um, turn on your air conditioning system, close all of your windows and doors. Turn on your air conditioning system and make sure it's running go outside with a little bit of baby powder and puff that baby powder around the windows and doors. If that baby powder sucks into the home, there's your leaks. Ah, gotcha. Okay. There you go. All righty. All right. Thank you, Mike.
1: Appreciate you calling this morning. Thank you, sir. Natalie, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show.
5: Good morning. I wanted to tell you that my house, was built in 1952, and um, when the heat would come on in the winter, I would have a cough. You just thought I had whooping roof, cough. I coughed all day, every day, and I had my deck work cleaned, and I never coughed again.
1: So you think it had something to do with your deck work? Oh, no, ductwork, ductwork Ductwork. 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 Yeah. And what I was going to say is sometimes in the older homes, uh, uh, especially if you have gas heat, uh, it has really nothing to do with dust, the coughing that, that ends up happening. It, it, it has to do with the way that it dries out the air in your home, and you don't realize how it drops the humidity level in your home, and that can, for some people, cause respiratory issues. But um, but certainly, um, if, if you had ductwork from... The 19, uh, what, were the ducks in there since that time?
5: I have no idea. I, I have the history of this house. I know four families lived in it before I did. And the first fam, uh, couple lived here 10 years, and they partied every night. And I'm sure they smoked a lot. Mm. And uh, So when I had my deck
2: work cleaned, I never coughed again.
1: Well that's yes, that's ma'am. fantastic See, in and in, and, in, in hey, go a fifties yeah.
2: home like in a fifties home like that, you definitely had metal duct. Yeah, you're that right. If it's only, original that that's right. the only right. ductwork they had back then was metal. Um it would have been heating only duct when it was originally installed. And then if they added air conditioning at a later time, they would have insulated that metal ducting on the outside of it. So that is absolutely the kind of ductwork that it is beneficial to clean.
5: Good. Well it worked. To-
1: yes well and, yes, and, and, and and with metal ducting it can and it will work so natalie i'm glad it worked for you and we appreciate you calling and sharing that with us
5: okay and have a great
1: you. day you thank you too, too. bye bye betty you're up next on the ktsa home improvement show
8: well good morning good morning i have a concrete problem do y'all do that
1: we don't do concrete, but we'll do anything we can to help you answer the, the you know the problem that you have and and find the right solution for you.
8: That's what I want, not you actually doing the work. Yes, ma'am. We
1: we <laughs> certainly can we certainly can help you with that. Yes, ma'am.
8: Okay. Well, I have a bird bath out there in my front yard, uh, and I think it's about fifteen years old. The actual bird bath itself is in good condition, but the base it has start starting to get cracks laterally and i'm going huh i wonder if i stuff some masonry cement in there would that help or not
1: when you it say a bird would, bath, is, is this is this a built-in bird bath?
8: no 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 it's uh um, by itself it's sitting by itself
2: how
1: is big it is it automatically
2: is it automatically watered or no. uh, do you have to fill it up
8: i have to fill it up and i got to clean it out <laughs>
2: Okay, typically those type of bird baths, um, they are concrete, yes, but they're unreinforced concrete.
1: Yeah, they're cast. Which means
2: that they're not gonna have, they're, they're cast, which means they're not gonna have any, um, any metal reinforcement inside the, the actual frame or inside the actual concrete. Um, if it's been out there that long and you're seeing some cracks, it might be time to get a new one. Might be time to replace it,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can go to
2: a lot of home and garden places. Um, There's Bob a place Webster. up on
1: 35 that sells almost nothing but those things. Uh, right. it, it's it's you know
8: just the base of it uh, because the the bowl itself is good. I just need the base. You could
2: possibly you could possibly get a new base that your bowl can oh, yeah. set on. Absolutely.
8: And and where is this place located?
1: On uh, 35 between San Antonio and New Braunfels, as you're heading to New Braunfels, it's on the right-hand side on the feeder road, um, and 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 I think that there's a big sign that says "Got Dirty Birds" or something like that, uh, <laughs> something something catchy, you know, uh, and and it's you can't miss it. They've got a they've got big cast stone animals too. They have a big gorilla. Oh. I think they've got a giraffe out there.
5: Oh, it's yeah. concrete
1: art. It's concrete art is what it is. Yeah.
8: Okay, yes, I have seen it. I don't go too much to San Antonio because I keep getting lost. So, <laughs> so I don't go any further than Marion.
1: Okay, well, okay. see, you're out on that edge of town, so so that's right down the road from you. It, it's it, very close it to is. you.
8: It is. I'll just have to go south and then look at it and then take the next exit and go north.
1: There that's you just, go. That's All right. My plan. Okay. I, I think there's your solution, Betty.
8: Thank you very
2: much. Thank
1: you, ma'am. But, Have a great day. That's our first ever birdbath question, Jim. Do you realize that?
2: Yes, yes, it is, it is our very I, first ever I didn't bird know where
1: question. that one was going. I honestly didn't yeah. know where that yeah. one was going. Hey, listen, during the week, if you want to get a hold of Jim, you do it this way.
2: At jsmith at windowworldtx.com.
1: Drop me a line at Bomba. that's b-o-m-b-a at windowworldtx.com. Uh, we appreciate you all for being here with us today. Louis Sirianni and the Automotive show's coming up next. We'll see you next week, same time, same place.